What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Threesome Podcast. Another episode down, and of course, uh, with me is the lovely Stacy. Because it's no threesome without me, her, and you. Yes. Now, in case let's anyone ever wondered, it. you know what the name meant, because yeah. we haven't mentioned it in a long time. That's exactly That's what it means. The- we brought you into the fold immediately, people. You know, and of course, Lex is the meat of the sandwich. Uh, no, Lex is the director, the composer, the artist <laughs> of this threesome. The rest really, of you, and what am I? <laughs> you're one of the people I'm going to watch fuck. <laughs> what till does I'm, that mean? Till I'm ready. Oh, anyway. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. And I know in your mind it's two dudes and you. In my mind, you know what it is, you know. You and, Me and Terry. You know, you and some chick. <laughs> you and some chick that's half your age. So, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and she'd still be old. Worry. Too old for Lex. But don't worry, you'd like her because she's got her college degree. Exactly. So it's all good. She's smart. She's smart. The only smart white voter there is the college-educated female. Yeah, the only reason she's here is if she gets knocked up by one of us. You know, she's still going to be. Some, that kid's going to be smart. I'm not so potent these days. Yeah. Well, who is? <laughs> Have you been tested? Have you had reason to like look into your sperm oh, no, count? I had, no, I had a uh I had I had the big vasectomy 20 years oh. ago. Oh. Soon soon as uh soon as we knew Sam was on the way, yeah, it's like get that shit taken care of. It's like I already made an appointment. <laughs> That's not insulting at all. No, listen, she she and I had the discussion. We may have one, but that's it. So once that happens, you know, and if it doesn't, that's cool. Uh, then we uh, we agreed. I snip. So uh, I, I was totally down with it, and and it's all good. Have any swelling? Was it painful? No, it wasn't too bad actually. I, the, I, they set me up for expectations of lots of pain, but it uh, really like the third day was the worst day, and then the fourth day I woke up and went to work. I felt okay. So when my cousin had his, <laughs> he's sitting there in the like little recovery room. You know, you're 30 minutes that you have to wait so they can make sure everything's okay. Excuse me, and um, so he's sitting there. And he's thinking everything's cool. Everything's going great. You know, I feel great. And they come in and they like pick up the the padding, the bandage, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just blood everywhere. Oh, and they ended God. up having to call the ambulance. And oh God. Rushed hey, to the hospital. I've heard a lot of horror stories, you know, <laughs> of the guy's balls being the side of grape grapefruits and stuff like that. But no, mine and went some weird purple color. Mine was like easy peasy. It was great, you know. Oh, good. Yeah, it consider was yourself it, lucky. They didn't even put me out for it. I, I, yeah, they hit me with some sort of local. I didn't feel anything. Went home. It got a little sore later. Threw some ice on it. Went to bed. Woke up. It was fine the second day. Third day a little sore, and then fourth day I went to work. It was good. See, my dear sweet 
uncle, Uncle Dutch, whom I love to death. Um, he, it's not even been a year, had his hip replaced. And um, I didn't realize at this time, because just my mom, like maybe a month before, had had her hip replaced. And, you know, she was out. They, they did all this. But because he has a pacemaker, they couldn't put him out or something. So they gave him a spinal. He was awake. I did not know this. He was awake for his entire hip replacement. He could hear the cracking and grinding of the bone as they're taking the top nub off his hip. Oh, and God, everything. that's fucked up. I know. Oh, God. That is fucked up, man. And then the worst. A neighbor that we used to have um, here in Michigan, she just awesome girl. And when she was pregnant with her second baby, um, she had had a C-section the first time, so she has to have a C-section the second time. Well, the spinal didn't take. And she felt all of it. They had to keep her in the hospital a couple extra days because of the trauma, um, because she she felt it all. Them cutting her open and and opening her. She felt it all. She's going to have like phantom pains down there the rest of her life. (laughs) Oh, her kid better. Give her nice oh, things on Mother's I, Day uh, and her uh, birthday. Joan Crawford on that little fucker. <laughs> you give Can me you a... imagine? I mean, that's that's you're being gutted. You yeah, know, you're you're you you're being all but disemboweled when someone is pulling a baby out of your stomach yeah. that way. She felt it all. Yeah, it's like you're in India and they're taking your fucking kidney. <sighs> or your clit. The female circumcision. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jesus, Lex. <laughs> you know that's a bad thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. Have you have you heard how they do that? Yeah, the listen. men of the village go to the girl's house when she's like thirteen or fourteen. It's usually around the time when she's had her first period and is a woman and is totally fuckable. And they they take her out like to the square and like disrobe her and spread her eagle. And of course she is screaming and crying and everybody's watching as they spread her wide and they take basically a melon baller and scoop her clit out so that she will never enjoy sex. In fact, it's painful. So the only reason she's having sex is strictly to have babies. So there you go. That's what female circumcision is. And they still do this to young girls. New t-shirt. Don't be Indian. (laughs) Uh, Apparently don't be female in the United States either. But we won't talk about that this episode. Listen, I have a little assignment for you, actually, Uh, in in the next episode. All right. You and I, and people pretty much know where we sit politically. Yeah. We are going to talk about everything that's good or possibly going to be good with Donald Trump in office. Do you know how difficult this is going to be for me? I really want you to think deep and get into your imagination and think about the possibilities of of some, you know, some uh, think about some tissue being broken up in tradition that maybe might need it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I do. And And, I will do my best on this assignment, Lex. But understand, I despise the man with every fiber of my being. Yeah, he's not my favorite person, but you know what? He's my president. I'm going to back him. Nope, I'm not. I want him to fail. The man's going to get himself impeached 
fucking first year or two. Yeah, see, he's a I, dumbass. I, I, I and no one's ever told him no. And this presidential win basically just told him that he's unstoppable, that he is, you know, Oh, oh, no one has ever been less deserving of being president of the United States than this orange fuck. Okay, you're already fucking up this exercise. Sorry. This is going to be difficult for you, which is is fun for me. (laughs) Because I am open-minded. I am going I am not. I am going to uh, look at it from a perspective you're not going to fucking believe. Am I going to get mad at you? I don't know. Stay tuned for next episode, folks. But <laughs> listen when, to Stacy and Lex end their friendship yes. and the podcast forever. But when things like this happen, Stacy, it's not all bad. If you look into the meat of the matter and the people he's going to be dealing with and who are who are going to be at his feet and and have to deal with him, um, you know, may get. Everything they deserve. But I want him to get everything he deserves. Oh, and I think, he hasn't Oh, yet. I think he just did. <sighs> fucker. Piece of shit. Fucker. He's going to ruin us. He is going to ruin us. Anyway, that'll be in the next podcast. I suggest you get busy because it's like 15 minutes away. Can't and- wait. What's that? I said can't wait. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. So uh So where were we? Oh yeah, you were mellow melon balling clits in India. But um Yes. As one does. Yeah, it's uh it sounds like a horrible place. Don't want to go there. And <laughs> sounds awful. Yeah. So so yeah. I won't. There's snakes there too, I hear. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's a damn shame. I know, and monkeys, monkeys yeah. that will come steal things from you, and lots of tech support. <sighs> Hello, my name is Dolores. <laughs> really, <laughs> <laughs> really. I saw this movie called Operator. <sighs> Sorry, still and coughing from my illness. That's all right. <clears throat> and, Operator. Uh, yeah. And uh, this guy is left with the task to build a uh, tech support um, system for a healthcare company. You know, a a, uh, a voice, a single voice, and give it a name, a personality, and and have it be friendly. You know, and all that stuff. And he, and he ends up using his wife, who works at a high end hotel's voice, because she's really good at customer service. And she, he ends up making her say all the things that he wants her to say. So he gets like, he like implements it into the system. And he's like now jerking off to uh, the helpline of his own company because he's gotten his chick to say the things she doesn't say in real life. <laughs> Is this a documentary or just like no, it's a, a movie? Real, it's a real movie. It's a real and. and you know, it, it was good. I liked it. Hey, Christine Lottie was in it. Who? Uh, Christine Lottie. Oh, okay, I know who that She's is. She's an Academy Award winner. Yeah. Yeah. Really good actress. Yeah. She played his mom and, uh, and then the, 
You'd seen most of the people in it. A couple of people from the office were in it. But gotcha. It was, it was an interesting movie. It was off the beaten path a little bit. It was kind of cool. You know, watching a lot of movies making me think about life lately. I just went and saw The Arrival. Don't you like that? Um, yeah, I do and I don't. Because I, uh, I've been watching this uh, show Westworld on HBO. Okay. The basic theme, I don't know if you remember the original movie, but Michael Crichton wrote it, uh, you know, who did, you know, Jurassic uh, Park. Jurassic Park. Um, did same you do Jaws, ty- too? Same type of theme. Who uh, did Jaws? Uh, Peter Benchley. Oh, yep, you're right. Yeah. My bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, same type of theme. Uh, Westworld is this robotic type park you know where you can go you know fuck prostitutes and blow cowboys and outlaws away and you know the ways of the west you know you do whatever the fuck you want the wild west nice you know who doesn't want to blow a cowboy and you and you pay just exponential amounts of money per day to go it's for the rich of the rich and you know it's like you know these guys are sitting around a poker table and then they just lose a hand and lay waste to the room and they come in and grab all the bodies, fix them, and send them back out. And you know, and I was—I saw this scene, and I was thinking to myself, you know, that's when life was right in the fucking wheelhouse. People lived to maybe fifty, fifty-five. You know, it, so you would it, already be dead by now. I would already be dead. And uh, and it's a very comforting feeling because it is not good if you look at our healthcare system and uh, what's available, you know, as far as income producing for an older person and so on and so forth as they as they age. Um, there's really not much to look forward to. Agreed. Or at least they want For, you to think there is. That's the lie that's being told to all of us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and for 22 or 23% of us, uh, the lie is not a lie. Right. For the rest, it's completely a lie. <laughs> totally. So it can't be called out as a lie because it can apply to anybody who falls in the 23%, you know, including people who get lucky later in life or what have you. But for most hardworking people who haven't put a lot of money away and stuff like that, uh, the future doesn't look good. No. You know, especially when they now are are kind of hard encouraging people to be retired by 65 because they want that job open for a younger, cheaper person. Yeah. You know, so so this is happening. And so you're getting these people who starting at like 65 um, suddenly find themselves with nothing to do. And now they've got their fixed income and they get to look forward to if they're lucky the next 20 years just living modestly and with no purpose or excitement right (laughs) how fun is that you know and and it's and it's funny stacy i i've changed in a couple of ways um the other night uh i one of the dogs had to go to the bathroom so i took it out for a walk and i ended up in a pretty 
you know, far off area. And sketchy. And these two individuals approached me, walked by, stopped, and stayed where they were as I kept walking. I walked about 10 steps and I turned around and this is something I wouldn't have done 20 years ago. I would have kept walking and hoped for the best. I turned around and I said, what the fuck are you stopping for? (laughs) I said, what do you want? The guy goes, nothing, man. I said, well, out your dog. I said, uh, I just want to tell you, I, I said, uh, you know, the hoodie thing and everything and stopping when you walk by people really isn't cool. So do what you're going to do or get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so you were basically and, begging them to kill and, you. I think so. What would Terry do? Without cut, you. Cut stickers in half. It's all right. <laughs> Get the little yin yang cricket things so they can cut. <laughs> 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 but but man, I think about this a lot. It's like I don't I don't think I'm gonna age gracefully. I don't. I, I really I really think if I was like caught in a bank ro- robbery or something I'd put both my middle fingers up and say fuck you shoot me you pussies I really Is it because do. that's what you want or you're just at an age where you feel like you'd like to go out being a hero no it had not, it, that the thought of that doesn't even have hero in the vocabulary it's like it's just easier it's easier for my family. It's easier for my friends. It's okay. You're looking at things very um, um, statistically, very not emotionally, and no, it would not be easy. How do you think Sam's going to feel? My fifty-something-year-old father just got himself killed because he had a big mouth and told a bank robber to fuck off. She think, needs you. Yeah, I know. It wouldn't be easy. So just keep your little middle fingers down. Keep your mouth shut. If you see someone with a gun, just pipe down and shut up. Please. Don't be a hero. Don't be a smartass. Don't be Lex. If you want to do something good, go stand in front of the woman holding the baby, but still keep your mouth shut. How's that? No, I can't do that because if I go stand in front of the woman with a baby and can't keep my mouth shut, she gets it. Well, then... Just think of that and stand and be the human shield. Take that bullet if that's what is supposed to happen, but don't encourage it. I, I really, I really, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I really think I'd be like, whatever. You know? I have, I have, and it's, it's like it's weird because you're still like scared or their hair on your neck still goes up. But at the same time, it's like it's like you have complete control of this situation, how you're going to feel about it. Right. See, now I have given thought to um, sort of similar situation. But um, if I saw, for instance, some gross man like like 
about to rape some young girl yeah, I'd, 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 or something, I'd, I'd kill I would take that. I would take that. I, I I would go over and be like, dude, look at her. You know, she doesn't know how to suck a dick. I know how to suck a dick. Let's go. I'll suck your dick. Come on. I will take that because I, I feel that I'm emotionally stronger that I could do that and not have it ruin the rest of my life, if that makes sense. Well, I'm going to go to your neighborhood. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a chick a hundred bucks and say, okay, I just need you to bend over and scream for a minute. You'll see. You'll see. Watch this. This is cool. <laughs> Don't do it, Lex. I'll, I'll, I'll suck your... Well, if you must. But see, it wouldn't be fair, because if it was you, then I'd be walking up and I'd be like, oh, don't, don't. He's got a tiny dick. <laughs> yeah, You're so, lucky if he's even hard, so just yeah, walk yeah. away. Yeah, so do. <laughs> even more reason. This isn't going to, you're not going to feel a thing. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's just weird. I, I just... It, you know, it, it, and I know, I, I look at the look in other men in their eyes, and I can see it, too. You know? Well, they've just given up. If I was, if I was president of the United States, I, I swear to God, <laughs> I would implement a program to send 55-plus-year-olds and say, listen... Um, we'll take care of your families financially. Um, how would you like to go into battle? Why should we lose? Why should we lose twenty somethings when you know you, you guys? <laughs> when you you have nothing left to offer, not even viable sperm. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Age gets replaced with experience. You know how many guys would do that? It'd be endless. It'd be it'd be absolutely. I'm starting to learn a lot. I'd probably be on board with that. It's like, yeah, I'll go blow away some fucking assholes before I die. Fuck yeah. But what if what if you never even got that chance? What if they got the jump on you and you were just standing there like going, then, huh? Then I've lived. And then I've they li- shot you. Then I've lived an amazing life. It's okay. And I died for my country. How fucking like cool is that? I know, but I don't like it's, that. Don't worry about it, Stace. It's, you know, I'm not, I'm not having some sort of uh, episode here. This is, this is, uh, it's an epiphany. It, it's, I know, it's, but how many times? Remember, when you, you, when you had to go do something at the courthouse or whatever it was there in Dallas, there was that guy who tried mugging you, and you got smart mouth, smart mouth with him. Yeah. Stop doing this. That's twice that I know of now. Well, that's, that you've like that was. I had had enough of. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I understand, but yeah. still. And you know, um, do you have like your will and stuff written up? I mean, I know you. You yes. surely have all your affairs in order. Yes, I do. All right. Yeah, I mean, Just, it, please, there's nothing. There's nothing for. Through. There's nothing for anybody. <laughs> but yeah. Have you made sure, like your dogs? That they will have a place to go? Oh, yeah. My, my boy, uh, Scott Murray, would take my dogs. 
Okay. You know, or Lisa. But does he know this? Does yeah. she know? Yeah, they both know. Okay. I mean, you know, if, if uh, you know, I mean, you know, even if she and I weren't together, Sonny and uh, Sonny and Moogie are hers, you know, but she would take Angus. She would. Well, let's hope that never happens. Yeah. So, you know, and Samantha would take Angus, too. She loves him. Good. So, you know, we'll see. But, listen, everything's cool. I just, it's just, it, it, uh, it makes me look at things now. It's, it's like, you know, I was, I was just watching this movie where I was watching how fucked up it was for old people. And it's like, what have we done to our society? We've now made it technologically so you can live longer than you probably were supposed to. But the only thing you're going to get out of it, if you're lucky, is misery. It's because our culture has to catch up with the the longer lives. Um, And I figure hopefully that will take care of itself within another generation. Um, You know, the the idea, I mean, look, they already now, because you baby boomers are living so much longer than your parents did. So now there's the glut of retirement homes and nursing homes and, you know, adult foster cares that are all out there that have to be, you know, staffed and, and everything. What a thankless job those are. And those are all shitty pay jobs, too. And it's like, and I, I look at the generations coming up behind me. Uh, the, you know, Gen X, not so much, but, you know, millennials, oh, my God. They frighten me. They 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 enlighten me and frighten me at the same time. I, I the, the don't. The don't care, don't give a fuck, don't stress over what you're going to do with your life thing is pretty refreshing. But at the same time, it's superficial. It's only right. because they were taught that. If they were genu- genuinely like that, I'd be okay with it. But the problem is they just haven't been taught that nothing comes for free. Nothing uh, is going to fall in your lap. You know, you got to go out there and grab your fucking part of the world. They haven't been taught that. Right. You know, and, and and that's why, that's why our, you know, that's why our music's drying up. You know, you know because there's, there's no twenty twenty. It comes in every thirty years. There was the sixties. There was the nineties. Sometime starting after twenty twenty, I hope and pray there will be another music revolution. It's not going to happen, babe. I I know, but I hope I hope I hope that there's that one person that next Kurt Cobain that has like some sort of sound that just blows everyone away, and it's just so refreshing, and that just like revives, and all these people come out of the woodwork and start making their music and throwing it all up on YouTube and every place else. What's your favorite love song? <laughs> I don't know. I don't listen to music so much for love anymore. I listen to it for moods. Yeah, me too. But you're not going to hear... Wonderful Tonight. That's pretty cliche, I guess. But I I love that song. Yeah, which we can turn into Thanks for Texting Me Back Tonight. (laughs) When I sent my what's up over because I'm too much of a pussy to come knocking on your door and take a chance. You know, we make fun of that, but... 
But what? I can see because look at look at when we were young and our parents looking at us, you know, I mean, I I came from an early childhood where you had to get up and walk over to the TV and turn the channel manually yourself. Mm-hmm. Then we got to see remotes. Can I, I can see older people going, oh, my God, you're just lazy little fucks because you can't get up and change the channel yourself. It's because we're not used to it. We don't see it. But you know what? The younger people and I feel so old saying that that is how it is for them. They don't know any different they will figure it out it's human contact stacy that's one thing that should never change and and it has that's the difference what you're talking about is just a technological move so you know you're still in the same room you still have to go across the street if you want to see the girl or call her up or you know you you don't have the ability to text her or message her on facebook or whatever you have to actually go over there across the street and throw down and hope it works and you're not going to get you're not going to get the success or the rejection or anything because when you say what's up and she doesn't want to see you you know what you get back nothing Nothing. well hopefully sex will save everyone and i do mean that more than just the they don't care about it it. it's it's down it's down like 12 percent of people that care about sex at that age you know why they do care but they can just jerk off online and it's a lot easier and less drama yeah seriously maybe so but that's totally what that is all you have to do is go on Second Life and get all the sex you need. Yeah, true. <laughs> Maybe that's the case, but at the same time, it's why we're not getting any great music anymore. Because people jerk off online. Yeah, because it's the love, it's the angst, it's the hurt, it's the pain that makes the kid go out to his garage and sit down and and make his angry music because the bitch went and fucked someone else. Picture Bruce Springsteen as a millennial. (laughs) And that new album, Born to Text. There will be the kids who love the retro and shit. And we go down to the Starbucks and Wi-Fi around all night. <laughs> down to the Starbucks all night. All right. <laughs> God, know? it's weird. My panties just removed themselves. You know, and, from your singing and fucking, you know, there, there's not going to be any little asshole Mick Jagger motherfuckers that says, let's make a band. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no there's nobody in the garage pushing each other around, you know, smoking dope and p- playing shitty out of tune guitars that sound amazing. It's my new alarm. We'll turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do see what you're saying, and now I agree with you. Um, I think that things are going to become a lot more solo. You know, why why bother going and having the drama of trying to some find some asshole who will drum for you when you can just do it on your by yourself in your bedroom and throw it up on YouTube? Because you know? he might be Taylor fucking Hawkins or Lars Ulrich, and he might be fucking amazing like this 10-year-old kid on YouTube that was playing all the Metallica songs. He might be just a fucking badass. That's why you go. 
You know, and you do club, you do, us, but you do club gigs and don't get paid anything but dope and alcohol, and then you fuck fucking slutty little bitches that you know don't want to be married to you. They just want to fuck star you, and you uh, get an attitude and get an <laughs> edge. Star fuck. You know, yeah, star fuck. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's gone. It is. Every time, I actually like when a kid's an asshole to me. Do you, do you understand that? <laughs> you know, Sam, Sam's boyfriend, you know, like, gets shitty with me sometimes, and I'm like, totally cool with it. <laughs> you know, and I tell her, I'm like, at least he has a fucking backbone. You might want to hold on to this one. That's a tough one, because you don't want him having a backbone too much with her. Well, I ain't worried about her. Trust me. <laughs> I know what she comes from between my mother and my ex-wife. She's fine. Yeah, you'd like to think so, but in this climate and the uh, political bullshit that's been happening, it's not so rosy to be a woman. She's fine. I hope so. I do. I really hope so. I hope we're all fine. I don't feel that we will be. Oh, it's you're gonna have to change your mind. We're about ready to do a new podcast, and the, the you know what the homework assignment is. Yes, I have to find positive things about Donald Trump. That's right, and so do I. And we're gonna we're gonna hash this. We're gonna, we're gonna spend a half hour, and we and we are gonna <laughs> research all possibilities of why this might be good. <laughs> uh, I wish us luck. We'll uh, say goodbye for this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time. This is Lex and Stacy for the Threesome Podcast. <laughs>